This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us this week as we look back at the weekend's defeat away to Rochdale and we answer some of your Twitter questions. Welcome to Borrowpod. Hello, boys. Hi. Hi, mate. How are you? You know full well I'm absolutely fucking steaming, mate. <laughs> as you can tell by the fact you peaked that microphone with the first sentence. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How I'm actually peeking at that microphone thing as it's like not my usual microphone because that's fucked and uh, it's all on the other. It's like it's on the other side of the room, like it's more than a foot away from my face. But yeah, yeah, it has to be that far yeah. back so it doesn't get caught by the beard. Have you ever got? Uh, have you ever got facial hair stuck in um, stuck in a microphone? It's very painful. Yes. <laughs> The hazards of being a lead singer, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Uh, Jackers is back! Hey! uh, Hi, everyone. How are we doing? Um, I just. Just uh, Monday nights normally bring spaghetti bolognese, but Wednesday night is random washing. So I just saw Dean (laughs) creasing up on the camera for a podcast that's on audio only, which is great fun. Him crying with laughter. As I was hanging out, me undercrackers. So there we go. <laughs> it's the per- it's the level of personal insight I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Dean, always I'm always available. You know that. <laughs> uh, oh, wonderful. So funny, funny you mentioned that it's an audio only podcast. Actually, obviously we all know that. Um, but I um I I was just taking a picture. I just took a screenshot of us all grinning like idiots, which I'm going to tweet. Oh. So that's, that's nice. Uh, anyway, um, con- I, so considering I've been talking about getting like a nice document all together ready so that we've got something to like flow through, I've got no idea what we're going to talk about, even though I've written it down. I'm just like, because oh, we, we need to talk about Rochdale 2, Stevenage 0, right? That was Saturday's result. We've got to talk about it. We can't not talk about it. But I just don't want to. <laughs> Someone else fucking start, please. I just don't know what to say, honestly. Oh, well, I missed the entire game because I was getting dragged around uh, Bedfordshire by the missus. So I got home and was like, oh, I wonder how we got on. Oh, oh, I'm glad I missed that one. That sounds rancid. So I look forward to hearing what someone who actually saw or heard it has to say about the matter. Well, I listened to it. Who's going to own up? <laughs> Yeah, other than highlights, I haven't watched either. Um, 
I haven't watched the highlights either. I refuse. Don't Rip is that bad. Yeah, I mean the fact the fact that uh, by about well by about half time, I was sat there trying to think of funny things I could tweet Dean that might make him giggle on air. <laughs> I I, I, I was very close to start messaging a, a few fans and uh, people that I'm close to around the club apologising that they've had to go all the way there. But then I thought to myself, nah. The, the, that that's just that's just not on. Um, it's just it's just hard work, isn't it? It's just really sad because um, I think we've all mentioned over the past couple of weeks that we're in a blip. I then tweeted, "How long does exactly a blip last?" But then deleted it because I thought that was a really bad question. Um, I saw I saw that and I went to answer it and couldn't. I was like, oh. "Yeah, I got really I felt really bad because some of the first team players follow me and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to feel like I'm being Mister Miserable if that makes sense." So. I took it yeah, down, yeah. but it's worth talking about it on here because it's real, isn't it? That's what's going on at the minute. Um, yeah. And it's 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 hard to put your finger on it. And then I think I did a bit of a bit of a dump on you guys with information that I thought that has led us to it. And maybe that's where we start tonight. Why are we? Why are we you here? did. You did, and I'm just scrolling back up to see if I can find it. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of people use the word complacent after this one. I don't know how fair people think that is, but certainly they won't be after having the debrief until past midnight on Saturday by the sounds of it, and then the extra training session on Sunday, which was much needed, judging by the first half performance. So, I think you could probably think... use the word extra training session on Sunday very loosely. I think that would have been more of an get the lads in and have a conversation. And that's how it led, led yeah, to yeah, the league yeah. by Steve, that they were going to get the analysis done and talk through exactly where we're going wrong over the last few weeks. And if he's managed to put his finger on it, then we're laughing and we're getting promoted to League One. Job done. Absolutely. I mean, it, I don't think it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's difficult to understand where things are going wrong, right? We've lost, it's not like we've had injuries to bit apart players. Reeves, Luther, TVC, Tay. They're four of, you could argue, five or six of our most important players at the moment. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, completely. Pure and simple, TVC doesn't play, we don't play well. You can have all the others in the team. When he doesn't play, we struggle at the back. Because whoever else slots in there cannot play the role that he plays with, with, with that amount of quality. Um Luther, if we don't have Luther, no, Kane, Kane Smith, I think he's good. But where he's not been playing much, he's not got that. He, I wouldn't say he's an explosive player, but he's certainly got something about him down that right that that, that left backs end up fearing by the end of a game. He's, you know, he's. I think he's much better in offensive areas than he is defensively, and him pushing so high up the field, which he likes to do, ends up bringing their left, like sort of uh, locking their left backs, their left-sided defensive players in, and even bringing their left-sided midfielders players back to help deal with him. Then you've got Tay, who is great in the air. He's a great shot stopper. His distribution is is fine. It's good. It's not great. It's fine. Some of the balls go out of play, but mostly, mostly he finds targets, and that target is Danny Rose. Um, and then Reeves... Just dig, dig, can dig, dictate a midfield almost uh, almost single handedly. In some of his better in some of his better games this season, he's been driving us forward. He's everywhere, literally everywhere. Corner edge of the box, 
edge of our own box, right in the middle of the park, over by the corner flag. He's everywhere and he drives everything. The biggest loss, I think, I've said it's I said it's TVC, but it's probably Tay, to be honest. It's probably Tay because yeah. we're having to defend, defend so far deeper in our area because we at the moment we've got a goalkeeper who's fucking rubbish. And yeah, I'm I'm really I, I, it's probably Arsh because he's he's probably not that bad, but he's nowhere near as good as Tay. And he's and I don't think he's an I don't think he's a, that good a shot stopper because he keeps parrying the ball back into dangerous areas. Which Tay doesn't do. When he parries, they generally go clear, or it's down right in front of him, so he can pounce on it again. This Savin ain't the, ain't the answer. And honestly, I can't I can't have him playing for us much longer. It can't he can't continue. He's got to go. Go and fucking find someone else. It's got to go. He's not good enough. But he's he he. Uh, I'm guessing was the only available option, pretty much. You, you're talking about ninety teams, ninety odd teams in the in the football league. And, and there's only one goalkeeper available. Oh, let, let me talk. Let me talk. Calm down. Um, they've all got two or three goalkeepers within their ranks. So he's still in the top 300 goalkeepers in this country. I don't think it's the case that he's not good enough. I just think it's the case that Tay's been there and has learned learned how we play and how we like it. And I just find it really hard that, you know, I think you're right, by the way. I think he is who we're missing. He, he he was a quiet assassin. You very rarely at the Lamex heard him screaming and shouting like some goalkeepers have had in the past. But he knew how we played. He knows everything about us inside out. And that itself is worth his weight in gold as a goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah. I think there's yeah I think there's something to be said in that. In that obviously there's a that back five have obviously got to rely, learn to rely on him, know what he can, what he can't do. And then all of a sudden we've had three different goalkeepers inside a month and all right one of them's gone and got injured one of them we bought in and still decided we needed another one so not sure I'm not sure what's happened to him because I think Prisbeck looked all right didn't he in the 45 minutes he played and and we haven't seen him since so unless again there's more on the training pitch that we're not seeing yeah it's hard to it is hard to understand but there's I don't no, he's not great in the air. I would agree, and certainly having, I would say, been at the Wimbledon game and yeah, you know, a couple of a couple of mistakes there. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. I would be quite as broad to say he's just not good enough. I think it's just different to what that back five and us as a team are used to. I'm not an expert on goalkeeper. I don't know what else is to say. I think the mistakes we've seen so far have been judgment mistakes as much as anything. So the jump under the ball, the um, slightly out of position on the near post for one of them, as far as I could see. So it's that sort of thing. And you're right, that might be cogging into a new system to an extent, but it's hard to see how that wouldn't be a mistake in any system or a mistake you could make in any system. It's not about how the defenders in front of you are lining up. You've attacked a ball, missed a ball, and let a guy head it in behind you from um, from across. And I don't think the goals in the most recent game against Rochdale were as much down to goalkeeper mistakes as previous ones have been. So it's probably not a a discussion for why we lost this one. 
as much as it has been previously, but it's um, indicative of a wider trend, maybe. Do you think, um, away from the goalkeeper, though, do you think that Terence holds the ball a lot more when he gets it to feet to then bring the midfield in? Do you think that Sweeney and Pidge are a bit more direct and that's where we're, we're losing it and becoming a bit more direct with our play and kind of forgetting that, not forgetting because we all know we've got a midfield and that's just a stupid thing to say, but are we bringing, are we missing our midfield because T doesn't get his foot on the ball, look up, find that little inside ball in to our playmakers essentially? Yeah, I, de- I definitely think that's, that's something that's going on. You know, we, we, we talk, certainly we spoke a lot towards the end of last season that we thought potentially that uh, TVC's best position might actually be like as a defensive midfielder as opposed to a defender. Um, and, you know, that might still, I, mean, I, I still think that there's a, I mean, he's obviously a hell of a defender. I still think that he he's, he's got a, a lot of potential as a midfielder because of how good on the ball he is. And, you know, I just see him being like a really good stopper, going out there and, and putting put, put in counter-attacks and attacks to bed before they really get started. Whereas, you know, at the moment we don't we don't have anybody that's that's game is that, you know. Gilby Gilby is sort of a, a bit of an everyman, isn't he? He sort of does a bit of everything and he does a bit of everything really well, but he's not I wouldn't say like he's he's not a specialist player that sort of has one particular thing he does really well, right? Then you've got players like Reeves who um like I said, runs the midfield, is up and down the field, he's a real box-to-box player, uh, he dictates, he's a, I think you know, he's very much a specialist. With CBC, I think he can he can do a bit of everything. Um, and I think you're, you're right, so certainly from the point of view that he does like the ball at feet and he doesn't look to spray it long. You know, he's, it's small sideways or forwards passes into Reeves, Gilby, Pidge, Sweeney, even though even like the fullbacks, you know, you'll see him spreading the ball out to them rather than looking for the the ball down the wing to Roberts or Rose or or Noz or someone. Um, and again, we certainly see. I, I, I'm sure. I think it was Dino. You know, made a comment on Saturday that our midfielders are basically passengers. They're basically a lot of spectators just watching the ball go over their heads all game long. Um, just something that we need to get away from because our success this season has purely been around using the ball, moving the ball well, moving it intelligently. That's why we've been creating so many chances. We don't like, you know, we don't score a hell of a lot of the chances that we create, but we create, we create, have been creating a shit ton. There's just no creation at the moment. There's no creativity. There's no. There's nothing in the final third at the moment. It's no wonder we don't score anything because we don't fucking create nothing at the moment. And that's then, I think that was going back to my point that I made to, to, to you guys, is that in uh, in the recruitment phase uh, for, for building this squad, regardless, because I think I've seen it, of how much money we actually have spent on our squad and it's not the biggest amount that everyone seemed to think it was. And I think a few of you have retweeted it or yourself, Nate. But we've gone out and spent, instead of spending two grand a player. We've spent three, I don't know, can't tell you the exact price of the weekly wages, but we've basically got a smaller squad for the same amount of money. So then come December, and we all said it, that you know, once we get injuries, we we could be in a, a lot of trouble. You're looking at like, you know, um, our two centre-halves have played 
what, 30, 30 games already this season, probably. And it, you know, then we've had to go and recruit and we've not been able to recruit the probably what we were thinking was going to be the best quality to replace like for like. But then you can't guarantee who's going to be injured. So I think it's a tough one. But I think the only thing that we can say is that is that there's only two other teams that don't want to be in our position in the whole of the league. So I, I'd rather take where we are now um, with the run we've been on because the quality's been there. Um and hope that we, we push it out there and go again. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's what I think we're over forty games now, um, like we're in between all the cups and everything as well. And yeah, that's always it's always going to have an effect on a quote unquote smaller squad. Um, but I mean, I mean, I would agree. I don't, I don't think any of the players we've bought in are like for like replacements for any of the players we've got. Um, and it, it, it can be little changes like that that upset the apple cart, if you will. So he made two subs on roughly the half-hour mark at 2-0 down. Did that change the shape of the team at all, or was that simply Tompkins and off for Smith and Smith went to right-back, um, Gilby into midfield and forced Kasky off for Taylor? Or did we change the structure of the team as well at that point? Uh, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Um, so we played. We, we were playing sort of four-three-one-two in the first half, and obviously, like you said, we made those subs in the second half. Um, I don't think there was. Mu- I don't think there was much of a change uh, at all. Um, obviously, we had those. We actually made changes in the first half, didn't we? And we did move to sort of five at the back. Smith, Taylor, and Smith came on, sort of, you know, 35, 34 minutes or so. Um, we did go to a five, a five at the back, which is our sort of more natural, more normal shape. But then after half time, it seemed like we went back to playing four in midfield. Uh, sorry, four at the back. Um, so uh, with because Bozzy, Bozzy came off at half time, didn't he? Um, so um, with Reeves coming on, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, Jake Reeves coming on. So Bozzy Boz, moved to centre-back the middle of the three for 10 minutes um, after, after those subs in the first half. Um, so I don't, know what he, I don't know what he was doing. Honestly, I'd sort of... It was all just a bit rubbish. Everything was a bit rubbish. And even the second half, when we had a lot of pressure in the second half, put a lot of pressure on in the second half, but there's no quality in the final third, created nothing... Long pop shots, it's rubbish, it's rubbish. Yeah. Twenty-eight shots, five on target, tells its own story, really. Dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Yeah, and a bad sign that you're losing two nil when they've only had two shots on target and nine overall. It's it looks like a home team performance and a smash and grab when it was an away team performance and a. Yeah. A one where they came out the blocks sluggishly, went behind and couldn't claw their way back into it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so disappointing, deflating, especially after after like a pretty fucking um, I don't want to say magical comeback. So we came we came from behind twice. Did we come back yes. from behind twice? Yeah, on just... uh, Tuesday to win um, just once. Just oh, once. it does. Yeah, but two yeah. and up, two all, right. and then won it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but we came came from behind, then got our noses in front and got picked back, but then managed to get our noses in front again and win away from home. That, that first half was horrendous. But the second half was might have been one of the better halves of football we played all season. I thought we were excellent second half. Dean, you know, you I, I know we 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 already spoke about this a little bit, so I don't want to go into too much about it. But like, what was what changed? What was different about that than we've seen for big parts of this season? So far? It was exactly what we what we alluded to in sort of missing Terence. It was a little more of keeping hold of the ball. Um, like I say, the first half we, we just didn't we just didn't seem at it. Uh, it was lost loosely a lot in the middle and. You know, a couple of sort of couple of big mistakes as well for the sort of two of their goals as well, and it just you know it all sort of seemed like it was about to fall apart. Um, but yeah, the chain the changes just seemed to and and the break itself probably helped because I think it was a couple of chances had they gone two up before the half. I I'm not sure I'm not sure that there would have been too much we could have done. I think it would have been very similar to Saturday. Um, but yeah, the changes at the half seemed to change. It just kept the ball a little more. Um, Forster Kasky coming on just seemed to just seemed to change that. Somebody who would put a foot on the ball, get turned forward and, uh, and just change, change the way we played. Oh God, I don't even really want to do this, but I'm gonna. I'll, I'll sort of go through the match stats from from Rochdale and fucking finish that. Like you said earlier, the, the, the shots they they had nine shots, we had twenty eight. Um, they had two shots on target, both of which they scored from. We had five shots on target, they had three off. We had twelve off, um, and then they had four shots blocked, and we had eleven shots blocked. We're really good at hitting the first man. It's so irritating. It's so irritating. Just shows us shows shows you how much of a, like, a bunch of chances we are, doesn't it? Um, first half possession, they had fifty one percent. We had forty eight percent. Second half, um, which really shows you shows you how much of a different game we played in second half. Uh, they only had thirty four percent to our 65 percent. Um, pass success rates, uh, we had 66% successful passing, which is far better than we generally average. Far better than we generally average. We're usually in the mid to mid, mid to high 50s, so it's massive. Um, other than that, aerials won, you know, it was a close, close game. They had 34, we had 36. Um, Pidge and Banks Landell both got eight. Uh, Oh, I'm just a little fucking done with it, boys. I'm fed up of talking about it. Yeah, it's disappointing that the comeback against Wimbledon wasn't the turning point for the team working out how to play together and create the yeah. attacking opportunities that we need, certainly away from home. And we've got to hope that two home games in four days coming up that we can kick on. And uh, we need six points out of those now. And we need to be showing a good uh, attacking intent that's coordinated and actually creating some chances. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Uh, well, 
Nate, entertain us. We've got questions from Twitter that might just pick up our uh, our flow on this beautiful we, podcast. We do have we do have questions from Twitter, so uh, so let's let's go into it. So, question one, um, I'll 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 ask you to answer different questions. You you can all sort of butt in each each over over each other once uh, once the initial question has been answered. But uh, I'll start with Patrick. Given Bradford and Stockport's results of the last couple of days, you know, Bradford and Walsall drew nil nil, Stockport drawn two games in a row nil nil. How open do you think the race for second and third is? That's from Aidan Cheevers. Also, he's made no comment and made no uh, no mention of uh, Carlisle there, who are actually in second. <laughs> I'll be rushing back to the League Two table there, right? So, Carlisle second, sixty-one points. They've played one game more than us, but we aren't winning many, so that might stay as it is. We're third, 33 games, 60 points. Northampton are a point behind us, 59 points in the game ahead of us. Bradford a point back from them on 34 games as well, 58 points. Stockport, Salford on 56 from 35 games each, so they're two games ahead of us. And then finally, Mansfield on 55, but from 33 games, um, so they could get up as high as level on point. Well, they could go past Northampton, certainly. So interesting. Um, It looks like Carlisle have the best form of any of that lot. So they've bobbled their way up to second, and you'd fancy them to stay there if they can maintain the form that they're on. Um, Mansfield have better better form. Yeah, but I don't want to think about Mansfield winning. So yeah, there's, 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 there's... there's a lot of threat there now. A lot of threat. There's uh, what six teams within six points of us. If you go down as far as Sutton on fifty-four points from well, I was, games I was, in ninth. I, I was about to say actually, you know, you, Sutton. They, they might have played thirty-five, so you know, the likes of Mansfield are a couple of games, a couple of games behind them. Bradford, Northampton, us, even Carlisle behind them. But you know, the Stockport and Salford are, only, are there only what two points ahead of Sutton. They're on, they're on equal points. So Sutton, are, I think Sutton are well in the fight. And actually, out of all of them, Sutton are the best. Sutton, Sutton have equal form with uh, Leighton Orient. They're probably the those two are probably the form teams in the league at the moment. In fact, let me have a look at the form table. Yeah, Sutton, Sutton, Mansfield, Bradford, Orient, Stockport. Um, they're all that. That's the top top five in terms of uh, the form, the league form table. Um, we're 20, 22nd out of twenty four. Hideous the form table at the moment. So yeah, any of the top nine could realistically get automatics. That gap to Barrow of three points plus they're on 35 games as well makes it a bit more of a stretch for them. It's mathematically possible, but you're relying on more things going your way over the course of the season, whereas anyone down to nine yeah. could take it in their own hands and do it probably. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think that's a good answer, Patrick. Thank you. Um but- there's, there's an extra question, a bonus question for you as well, Pat. Ooh. Do you think Stephen is will win the playoffs? Oh, God. Not the way we're playing at the moment, but you've got time to turn your four around and work out how to play between now and playoff time. So <clears throat> I'd we hope so. And I'm going to say we've seen enough from this team to know that they can beat anyone, like they beat Aston Villa on their day. So right, get the right, right players fit at the right time. Why not? I was literally just about to say, you know, we we've been pretty handy in cup competitions this year. Yeah. Yeah. As it happens, I don't think we'd win the blouse. Um Drackers, 
if we don't make the automatics, oh, well, it's the same question. Fucking hell. If you don't make the automatics, how well do you think we would do in the playoffs? Why don't you answer that one now? <laughs> We're not going to need the playoffs. Oh, all right. Seriously, I I don't think we're going to need the playoffs. I'm looking at this uh, with a positive attitude. I'm thinking that uh, I think I'm I'm hoping we're going to see a bit more Luther and a bit more TBC, two home games in a row. You know, I think it's probably been a tough time for our players to have a proper look at themselves and and the coaching staff and work out exactly what's gone wrong. I think we're going to come out Saturday. And then uh, I think we're going to all be, this time next week, breathing a sigh of relief that we're getting away from uh, from the playoffs and we're cementing our, our position in League One next year. I like that. Thanks. I, I thought you were, Pat. That's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm smiling at you. <laughs> Dean, uh, what did you eat? What did your comfort eat after Rochdale beat us? That's from Kobe. <laughs> Um, I yeah, I was uh, conveniently out uh, at the weekend, so was only keeping up to date with Google updates. So I happened to be out for a very tasty and very large steak while I was out, <laughs> which uh, to which I added an extra portion of chips for that comfort eating. <laughs> no, very nice comfort. Uh, let me talk to you about comfort drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, that. Uh, this is a good story this time I remember when we played was it Concord Rangers in the FA Cup yes so uh, I it was lockdown and uh, uh, Dean wasn't available so I said Steve yeah I'll, uh, I'll jump in and uh, Steve Steve's, uh, uh, his mind is unbelievable but I was like yeah I'll jump in it's easy enough isn't it see who's playing kick a ball around talk about it and uh, try and make Steve laugh as much as possible and be happy so anyway I uh, I got called the C-bomb word by the chairman of said Concord Rangers because didn't exactly do all of my research correctly and just really didn't <laughs> because, because the um, commentary, commentator team commentary team sorry I'll get it I'll get it in a minute weren't allowed to cross borders in lockdown. So you had to do home and away comms. So to, to yeah. bring it back, I got so much abuse from the Concord Rangers fans that uh, I left in lockdown, the Lemick Stadium, went straight to Tesco's. I think we won from memory, but uh, went straight into comfort drinking with Stella because uh, I'd got absolutely obliterised on Twitter for making a faux pas, shall we say. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's not the direction I thought that conversation was going to go. <laughs> it's a tougher life being a co-commentator than any of us expected. And to be fair, he was right. I'm a bit of a cunt. I won't have that, mate. <laughs> um, all right. Uh this is this this one's for all of you, uh, and I, I might even start start the answer. If pro if promoted, do you think we'll be in a relegation battle all season long? That's from Jason. Um, I mean, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say I don't think we're gonna get promoted, but off the bat, let me think. It it all depends on. Uh, it's not an answer you can really give because it's massively massively dependent on. 
your business in the off season. I, I can tell you now, though, there are a number of players who won't make the who are currently on our books that won't make the cut in League One. Yeah, so, I mean, I would I would go as far as saying a big big part of our squad would need upgrading to to stay as a mid table side. So, I'd say from what we've seen so far, you trust Steve and the team he's got around him to do the recruitment we need to make that step based on what they've done this year and based on um, Steve's experience in the football pyramid. And you look at League One and there are some pretty shambolic teams in there who'd be struggling to make the top half of League Two, frankly. So... It's um, not unreasonable to think we couldn't get ourselves into a comfortable position in League One should we go up if all goes well in the summer. And we know we're a well-run club with a decent chairman at the top, which makes a lot of difference as well. To come, you know, you, you only need two or three to uh, collapse in that regard, and uh, yeah, you can take away some of the relegation places early and have less of a struggle on your hands. So I don't see any reason we couldn't be comfortable in League One if we did go up. Wasn't it said uh, by Phil Wallace at some point over the last, I don't know, was it about the last season or a year that financially we would struggle to sustain in in League One? Um, uh, Also, I think when I look at League One, you look at League One as in, it's in two divisions in there because it is like a graveyard of huge huge uh, football clubs and you look at it and you think like Ipswich are in League 1 aren't they? They're massive gates are huge like huge my friends are a Cambridge fan so uh, they went away there it was was a colossal amount of people there so it really I see see it as a a two league league so I'd be happy to finish top of League 1.5 that, that'll do me for the first season because Forest Green Rovers clearly haven't this season, have they? And Cambridge have gone up and then they're, they're on the slip and slide, aren't they, as well? They've, they've struggled. Yeah. yeah. Dean? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, kind of like you guys say, it's difficult. You, like Pat said, you, you have to believe that the management team would know what was needed. And, um, you know, if we can if we can get that, I don't, I don't know a lot about you know, the financial side of things, whether or not it would change hugely for us as a club to be able to sustain ourselves in in that league. But us, we've been there, we've been there before, and <laughs> nearly got straight out of it at the other end at the first attempt. So there's certainly no reason. I don't think that's going to be happening again, mate. No, I'm not suggesting that it would, but I don't. I don't believe that there's any reason we couldn't get ourselves into the shuffle and and be comfortable, like Jay said, to to be there and look like at least we belong. Uh, it just means massively pessimistic and thinks that uh, if we go up, we'll probably come straight back down. And I think I think we would. I think for long term. And I saw, and I still think this about when we went up last time from League Two to League One. I think long term wise, I think we'd be better off not going up now. I think another year in League Two where we can cut some of the players that don't quite make the bill, 
maybe see if we can entice a few players from those League 1.5 clubs to come down, bring us up. I just think I'm, I'm, always, I'm always wary of sort of growing too fast and doing things un, in a way that's unsustainable. And that's exactly how I felt about going up last time. I really worried that the leap from conference to League 2 hasn't been that massive for a long time. Um, but the leap from League 2 to League 1, I think, because you've got those enormous clubs that have, were Premier League only a few seasons ago and their resources are infinitely bigger than yours, I think it's a really difficult leap to make. And I think growing steadily over the course of a couple of years, over the course of a few years, and remember, we were almost relegated several, like multiple seasons from League 2 only... You know, last year, year before, year before that, right? I think sensible, sustainable growth is better for the long-term prospects of us staying up in League One. I don't think there's ever going to be a good time to go up into League One. And I think the one good thing we've got on our side at the minute, which I don't believe we did have when we went from two to one before, is the gates. I think our numbers are looking much better. So that's only got to help us. You know, I'm hearing so many people around the town that are like, I'm going to the game of the weekend. Oh, I'm not going to Arsenal. I'm not going to Spurs. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I think, I know there's an ongoing joke, isn't it, about winning off the field. But um, I think certainly the work through COVID that the club did and uh, since then has really helped with that gate. And um, it's affordable. So affordable. It's good football um, locally. So why wouldn't you do it? And I, and I do think there's a lot of new fans in the town, which I think is brilliant. So I, I think we've got to go. If we're going to go, we've got to go now. Never a good time to go up. Never a good time to go up or never a bad time to go up? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ah. So beautiful, Pat. Um, I'm all for promotion if Sheffield Wednesday get promoted because then I don't have to go through that agony again next season. Plus, we won the risk of having to play Woking next year. Uh, I, I'm quite looking forward to that prospect, to be honest, especially if it means that either one of Wrexham or Notts County don't come up. <laughs> it would be hilarious if Wrexham bottled out of promotion again. Uh, yeah, that's a done deal, though, isn't it? I just don't want them to come up, so it proves you just can't throw enough money is at it. it. Is, it a done, is it a done deal? I'm reckoning. I'm reckoning. Uh, I don't really believe it, no. I don't want to believe it. I um, think it's a done deal. And our final question, um, I'm just actually looking to see you uh, ask this because I didn't make, make the note down my name. Jake Hall! Jake Hall wants to know, um, if, we get, if we do get promoted to League One, what players should we be looking for going, going, going for in the, in, in the new season to help us stay up and, and be, be competitive? Now, obviously, that's a very... It's a very open question, but I can tell you there are places on the position. I can tell you exactly where we need players to, where we need improvements. I'm not going to name particular players, but there are areas of the field that I can say undoubtedly we need to improve. Defensive midfield, we need a proper stopper. Um, we don't have one. Talking of stoppers, we need a goalkeeper. I'd like to have somebody on a permanent deal. Tay's will be back to Fulham in the summer. I wouldn't imagine we'll get him again. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe going up. Maybe if we do go up to League One, you know they'll want him to having having done well in League Two, 
they might want him to go into League One to see how he does there. So that might be might be Tay again. But we, I, I'm sort of fed up of lone goalkeepers at the minute. You know, we haven't had since Farman left. We haven't had a permanent goalkeeper that's been worth shit, have we? It's very fashionable. We have, have, have we had a, have we had any permanent goalkeepers since uh, since he left? I mean, we've 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 brought in Aaron no. Prize back on a permanent deal. He don't play. Um, Aaron Chapman's Chapman, on a yeah. deal. He he didn't play. He last six lasted six months and got farmed out farmed out to bottom of the fucking national league. Um, so it's tough. It? It's really tough. Um, but I'd love to sign a sign a good player, a good goalkeeper, and just you know have him for a couple, two or three years. You know, does well for us, moves up to moves up to the championship probably without us. But um, I just uh, I just fell up on the loan market at the minute. Specifically for Just I was going to say, outside of goalkeepers, though, we do we've seen it with quite a few players, haven't we? That we've had in recent seasons that have come come to us, played well for you know six months, twelve months, and and then gone back either back to their their clubs to feature or or been moved on to another club in, in a higher league. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Sachs most recently, like Jamie Sachs, coming, and chair coming. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was it Connor Ogilvy? He, he was yeah. another one, yeah. Like, ben, so ben yeah. So it's, it's. I know, I know. That's the nature of of football at the higher level, to you know, to get that experience. But yeah, it would certainly be nice to have one or two that actually <laughs> that actually stuck around and made us better for for longer than six months. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe you've not said. Jack Jeb, I mean, he was uh, <laughs> phenomenal. He's he, he's the sort of walking contradiction that belongs back in on Love Island rather than on football pitch, doesn't he? <laughs> but absolute tosser. <laughs> uh, um, we've had one former player feature on Love Island already. Yeah, but strikers, stri- striker, defensive midfielder, goalkeeper, left back. I do worry about Max's pace. I think he'll get found out a bit. You know, he, I think he's doing. I think he's done a really good job uh, since Sax has left. Frankly, um, he's consistent. He's not quick, and his deliveries aren't the best. And I think, I think that will hurt us in League One. I mean, you could also yeah. argue that. Um... Sweeney didn't go up with Forest Green Rovers, but they've done absolutely naff all. So that's a tough decision to make, isn't it? With regards to... He didn't, he, he, yeah, he didn't play an awful lot for him in League 2 either. So I, I, I don't know. Right. The key thing will be finding someone like Matt Godden to fill in that predatory goal-scoring yeah. role. And that's massively difficult at every level. But... The difference between having that and not having that, we're seeing already in the team, and it's less and less easy to get away with as you go further and further up pyramids. Yeah, no, Matt Godden's only played uh, 19 times for uh, Cov this season. Maybe, maybe he's 31. Maybe, maybe it's time for him to uh, to drop down to League One and join Stevenage next season. Just an idea. If if you're listening, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> On the off chance, on the off chance, you're listening, Matthew. 
sort your fucking life out. Come and join us, buddy. Uh, we own our own stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually know where we're playing next <laughs> Geographically, <laughs> I suppose. It's not going to happen now, is it? Um... I don't know. Uh, it's, it's such a it's such a difficult question. Though. It's such such a difficult question because you you can't you can't answer it really now. We need to know who our retained list is before we really go into it. So this is there's still a lot of football between now and the end of the season because I mean, let's say we don't we don't know how we're going to look at the end of this year anyway. Before before we start looking at who might need replacing, we might see somebody emerge as a leader, as a, you know, somebody just suddenly hits a vein of form, and then all of a sudden that might be somebody who sitting here now we would say actually we'll see we'll see him off. Never mind, see you later, goodbye. But actually, there might you know might be somebody who we can't drop in the next in the next six eight weeks. Sam Tanubu's due a run. Who? Sam Tanubu, he's due a run in the team. Is he? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I missed you, Drackers. Good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to make sure that I give you a nice big cuddle on Saturday. Ah, uh, that'll be good for you. I'm not going to be there Saturday. <laughs> oh. Tuesday? Who knows? Who knows? Transfer oh. windows open for... Yeah, fuck, fucking hell, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll sit, sit there and fucking cuddle myself then, you bastards. <laughs> oh, that's all right. No one else was going. <laughs> You're also on the other side of the fucking ground, you knobhead. <laughs> uh, that's, that's more, more your fault than it is mine. <laughs> Fault, I, I think, is a, is the wrong term, but sure. Okay. Um, extra time. Let's do extra time. We haven't done that for a while. We also haven't talked about the Walsall game yet. Do you want to do that? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, Walsall. All right. Uh, Saturday, Walsall. I drew yesterday 0-0 with Bradford. Uh, 14th, 14th position in the table. 44 points from 33 games. And they're without a win in 11 fucking games. Their last they're league win was the first of January. It's hilarious. They're the oh yeah, man. That's they're almost not had a win all year. That's amazing. They said it was um, Rochdale. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? And that's there the it is. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're one of only two teams with worse a worse form than us at the moment. And Rochdale, uh, Rochdale had the same form of us going into our game with them. So we're now below Rochdale in the form table. So let's let's, let's just tuck that one. Up your ass. Um, okay, Sailor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to win, frankly. But Yeah, I think the um, the Rochdale game will be a bit of a rocket up them and a bit of a, an attitude adjuster and they'll come out firing and look much more of a cohesive unit going forwards, which is what we need. Should be enough in this one, given the form of the opposition. We need it to I'm be... A- yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, TVC returns. I'm hoping that Leafitz returns. I'm hoping that uh, Jake Reeves is more himself after having a full week off rather than playing 45 minutes on Saturday and then playing on Tuesday and then playing on Saturday again. You know, we've had a full week between fixtures for once. 
Uh, and I'm hoping that that's the break the players have needed to uh, sort their fucking shit out. Get healthy, get ready, fucking play some football, you bastards. Wow. Wow. Inspiration. <laughs> Dean Campbell to play centre-half on uh, Saturday. Interesting. Mm, that, those are some faces you've just caused there. <laughs> That's what I was told oh, no, by, a, like... by a young fan today. He said he's played there once for his old team. Dean Campbell to play. So, oh, and if it happens, I'm going to... Buy uh, I'm all for him. I'm all for him starting and getting 90 minutes here, like because it feels like it's been a while. Um, and from all this season, everything I've seen of him has looked good. But yeah, not not centre off. <laughs> well, there we go. That'll be a nod to Owen. He told me that today. He said he's going to play centre off. I was like, is he? I pulled a similar face to you. So yeah, let's see. I mean, <laughs> if Gilby can play right back, here, why not? Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because on Tuesday night that worked quite well. On Saturday it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Who'd have thought not playing your right backs at right back was uh, bite you in the ass? Yeah, I've heard that. It might be a good idea to play where you got the foot. Uh, uh, Jack, I, I'm just going to chuck this in there. Jack Gladman wants to know if if we prefer a whopper or a quarter pounder. He's just dropped dropped us a Twitter question. Well, Whopper's a shite, um, so I'll just go with a normal quarter pounder. Fuck Burger King. Fuck him. Fuck him properly. Wow. Shit. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's the correct answer. It's not how I would have delivered it, personally, but it's the correct answer. Oh, Nate has a style all his own, doesn't he? Just a bit of class about you, Dean. That's all we expect. And, and you just hit the nail on the head there, mate. Uh, whereas the other uh, potty-mouthed uh, member of this club is... Uh, has really gone to town. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got told. I got told last week that uh, somebody somebody noticed that I didn't swear much and they didn't like it on the last episode. So who are, who are boulders? Fuck me. <laughs> oh god. I mean, I've, I'm been, just, I'm... I've been particularly potty mouth today. That's because my 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 uh, my nice good microphone broke literally between my morning call through work this morning and coming on this podcast and I spent half an hour trying to fix it. Bad news, microphones facts, good news, we got Drackers today, so... I don't know. So we've been halfway through the episode when you dropped in. It's a net positive for everyone other than Nate. (laughs) 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 Extra time! Um, Patrick, go on. All right, so the last time we did extra time, when we didn't go off on a tangent talking about beers... So, you might not remember it because it was fucking ages ago. We talked about worst sporting moments, and I told the tale of scoring an own goal over my own head in a high wind situation, which was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> I wanted to redress the balance by reliving my best sporting moment. So, think of yours while I tell you mine. I've got two nice. on my list. Back in the uh, studenty days, I intercepted a guy on the halfway line in the final minutes of a cup final, took it halfway through it down the pitch and slotted it past the goalkeeper one-on-one because he was the last man. And that was a cup final and is one of the most surprising footballing moments of my life because I bottle those chances 95% of the time. <laughs> and I don't know what I was doing as our most forward-thinking player at that point either because that's never how I played. But, you know, 
total <laughs> football and all that. Second one, we were playing the side vying for the uh, f- the league title against us in our five-a-side league at work. And it was always brutal and came down to beating everyone else and having to beat them in the head-to-head record over two games. We beat them 5-2 and I scored a hat-trick. And it was the closest I've ever come to getting a man of the match award and they gave it to our goalkeeper and I was devastated. But the third goal, I took the ball on my right foot, turned a guy and curled it into the top corner from midway inside the half. And I'll never do anything like that before or since, but it's lived with me forever. I love that shit. <laughs> God, Jackers, I got you. I bet you got loads, didn't you? Well, one a year, I suppose. Let me just go and get my uh, board of honours out from the lounge. Um, no, I don't know, really. It's a really difficult one, that one, isn't it? I remember... I remember. Not if you have a limited amount of sporting achievements, it's not. I'll go, yeah. I'll go for two. So I remember once scoring 13 goals in a game. That was mental. Jesus Christ. And it was in the, I got in the comic with it. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I remember playing on the Jackman's estate, definitely, on that pitch as you go into Letchworth. And I remember going out that night into Jumping Jacks thinking that I was the absolute mutts nuts. Um but I wasn't because, uh, yeah, never really did that well at football ever again. So, yeah, that's one of them. And then, really, <laughs> if you're doing that, you've got, you've got to look. How have, you, how have you got such a bleak best, best moment in football? <laughs> <laughs> no best sport achievement. You're like, never really did anything, anything as good as that. Well, yeah, my, I mean, my, my f- footballing career was always, I think I tweeted it the other day about being an absolute show pony. I'm a, I'm a bit like Anthony on the ball, to be honest with you. Dean, Dean can vouch for that. Uh, look, they get dizzy. Look, get dizzy watching him. Look great with absolutely no end products. Um, yeah, and then I've got to go for my my other one was really when I gave up football because um, for some reason my my children were born. Well, not for some reason. I know what happened. I think. Um, <laughs> uh, so to uh, cure my love of team sports, I went and joined a running club, and uh, yeah, just uh, put my head down and tried to. Smash a few times and PBs. Uh, my 5K time was probably my proudest moment, but then you have to start talking about marathons and stuff. And um, I ran Milton Keynes Marathon in... Oh, I was gutted. It's a good one. The, it was, the, the course was flooded and we didn't know. It was my second marathon. I ran London Marathon. Then I ran MK and it was the first year MK Marathon was run. We were there and our, our time that we needed to beat was three hours 30 for a marathon. It was like, right, we know our pace. We've got our wristwatch set up, ready to go. We know how far we've got to run. And uh, we got there. And whenever I ran a half marathon or a marathon in Milton Keynes, it always rained. It was horrible. It was like running around steam. You just saw underpaths and concrete cows. Um, but it was flooded. And we didn't know. They extended the course by, I think it was a mile, to get out of the floods. So me and my friend were running towards uh, Stadium MK to finish. That's where you do a lap of it and finish. And we completed the marathon after looking at our garments, thinking we've done like way too many miles here in three hours, 30 and 15 seconds. And we're absolutely fuming. But yeah, (laughs) gutted. And we've done half a mile or a mile extra. Fuming. But still did it. There you go. I mean, any time you can say uh, run a marathon, it's a massive achievement, frankly. Exactly what I was about to say here. I don't think that's one I'll be ticking off. Um, two I can think of. Um, winning the uh, winning the Hearts School Basketball Championships at Highfield in like year 10. 
haven't played basketball since. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think my knees would be up to it. Um, the other one I can think, uh, the only other one I can think of is uh, playing a uh, playing a frame of snooker with uh, Jimmy White at the uh, snooker club in Letchworth. Some, gosh, probably fifteen, maybe even twenty years ago, um, and uh, finding out that he is actually a very nice man. <laughs> Excellent. He, he wiped the floor with me. Let's let's just put that out there too. I was going to say how many shots did let you have. <laughs> yeah, he, he absolutely strikes me as the type of Blake, you know, like Michael Owen in that video where um, he scored five. <laughs> yeah. Is it Neville? Yeah. Is it Neville well done, he's 13. Well done. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine Jimmy White doing that. Nice. Um, I've got yeah, I've got a couple. Um, so my first one isn't football related. Uh, running, um, winning. Districts, uh, county, so district schools, county schools, and then uh, the county, like I don't know, uh, athletic. Um, then uh, the qualifying race for England schools, and then a race for race for England schools, eight hundred meters when I was fourteen. Um, and the one that I, the, the best, the best time I did was uh, the second fastest re- recorded in the country for my age group that year. What? That was, that was that was pretty fucking impressive. That was that was a lot of hard work, and then you know my knees fell apart and I couldn't move anymore. So, um, but that that was what I did as, at school. That's that's what my thing was. I was an eight hundred meter runner. I was fucking rapid. Um, my my uh, the the race that I won for England schools. Um, my first lap time was uh, less than half a second off of world record pace, and not just from, not world record pace for my age group, as in like for men running at the Olympics. Uh, and my coach after that told me that we were looking at look, looking at preparing me to get sponsorship and stuff and really go for London twenty twelve or well twenty twelve Olympics. We didn't know it was London then, and then. Uh, you know, my knees fell apart and I couldn't run anymore. So uh, that never happens. Um, so that, oh, that, that's bleak as well, isn't it? But yeah, it's kind of like Jesus. Yeah. I, I was quite good. I was Until quite, he took an I arrow was, to the knee. I was really fucking, really fucking good at 800 meters. I was um, the uh, uh, high jump record holder for Collingswood School and they knocked it down so no one could ever beat it again. What a result that was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they knocked, they knocked it down a long time after you left, mate, because I remember playing them at football. I will have it carved on my headstone. I once jumped one metre 80. Lovely. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, and then, you know, there's things like you know, scoring goals in important games for school and like Sunday league teams. Um, one of my best moments, and one of one of the goals that I remember, I was even though I was a striker, I didn't like being in the box for corners. I was like, no, nah, I guess gets too many people here. I'm not, I'm, I don't like aiding the ball. So what I used to do is I used to stand about five yards outside of the box on like the opposite corner of the box to the side of the pitch that the uh, corner was being taken from, so I could sort of like hope everybody in the box missed it because no one could head the ball. Um, pick it up and sort of loop it into the top corner and like go back across the keeper. And then it was a county cup semi final. Ball came to me. Um, I I knocked it knocked it out with just sort of tapped it. You know, moved it. I moved it off my right foot and uh, absolutely thunder thunder smashed it. At, I was going to say the c word. Then I went. Fun, <laughs> I could see that. Come. It, funded it at the goal. Um, and it and it proper like you bowed off the off the uh, crossbar. 
hit the crossbar, down into the goal, came back up, hit the crossbar, and then back into the into the goal, back of that. Um, and then one of the, one of my teammates running, oh my teammates all running at me and jumping on me and like proper like piling in on me. And then one of them, I'm not even sure who to this day who it was that said it, but someone was like, "Who needs Red Van Nistelrooy?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah, he's good, isn't he?" So am I. Uh, and then and you look less like a horse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, the other the other goal that I can think of uh, was just a goal on a Thursday night playing playing uh, football with Dean. Um, we we had a uh, I don't know why he took a throw in, but he took a throw in um, from the summer. I don't even know who it was. Someone took a throw in. I had somebody on my right shoulder. I dropped the right shoulder, controlled the ball, spanned to the left, and volleyed it, and it went in off the base of the post. And like people in the stands who were waiting to come on the pitch, like applauded. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, that was quite a good goal. And people were like, Jesus, <laughs> mate. And I remember that goal. I really remember that goal. Cause, uh, it's and I, I, I also really remember that goal. <laughs> yes, he remembers it. That's the one. It was it was a lovely finish. Um, I wish I could play football still. Fucking hell. Away from that, generationally, are we going to be the last generation to talk about Tony Yeboa, by the way? <laughs> yeah, we might be. Because any any goal that goes in off the underside of the crossbar is forever known as as a Yeboa goal. Yeboa. And yeah, I don't know that Yeboa. that's ever gonna die out for me. No, <laughs> oh never. No, no. no. I, I almost I almost said I sculled it because it was like a corner and I did tell I did tell the corner taker to miss everyone so, so I can have it. He only did that about thirty percent of the time, so I don't know I don't know whether he was taking he was taking that on uh taking it on and doing that on purpose or not. But yeah, no, it's great. I love it. I loved it. Scoring goals. That's all I like to do in football, really. Didn't mind assists, but I was I was all about scoring as many as I could. And yeah, I scored one one year in, I don't know, 12 games for school. In about year eight, I scored like 25, 26 goals. Fucking banging them in. Nearly bankrupted my dad. Because he used to give me £5 a goal the first couple of years. You know that, and it was just, oh no, just five pounds if you score. Generally, <laughs> cheap bastard. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, some good stuff there, lads. After some initial technical difficulties, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I meant the sport, sporting, sporting moments, really. But uh... <laughs> here's hoping we're a lot more keen to talk after Saturday's game, eh? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Oh, it does feel a little bit like. Oh, man, this is weird. I did, I, the other day, like after the Rochdale game, I was like, oh, it's this shit again. And I just like, I felt exactly the way I felt after the Oldham game. I was like, oh, we fucked it up. That's it. What we want to happen ain't going to happen now. And like the feeling, like, I very much felt exactly like the Oldham game. And I was like, and afterwards, you know, I had time to reflect and I was like, that's fucking stupid. Look at where we are. But like the disappointment of losing that game was palpable. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we said it. I mean, we said it the other week, didn't we? Before Tram, it was very much like, yeah, we need this game. They're, you know, they're terrible. We're, we're the better side. We should beat them and, it, and we'll kick on. And then that didn't happen. I think I even said at the time, I hope I wasn't saying the same thing before the Wimbledon game on the Tuesday night and yeah. well, it turned out we were but you know I think that is league football you can't you can't win every game I suppose just would be nice to actually beat the teams that on paper we should 
Yeah. Um, anyone else got anything to add? No, I haven't actually. I'm not cooking spaghetti bolognese. It's not a Monday. There <laughs> Cool. All right, then. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, you know where to find us all on Twitter, Facebook, all that rubbish. Uh, come and say hello. Come and leave us comments. Tell us how you enjoyed the episode or what you didn't like about the episode. Tell me to shut the fuck up. Tell Pat to speak more. Do all of the things. Uh, up the fucking borough. Woo! Troubles up again. Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end! Swear way too much, mate. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.